Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Ginger London Ministry Show. I'm Minister Ginger London. Thank you so much for joining us on uh, for tonight's show. Um, as you know, we're in uh, the middle of the Gotta Get Myself Together Relationships uh, Challenge that we're doing for 21 days. And so we're now at the part where we're doing radio shows. And the purpose of the challenge is to provide you with the necessary tools and strategies to have better and more healthier uh, relationships. And so this is the first uh, radio show uh, for the Got to Get Myself Together Relationship Strategy, uh, Relationship uh, Challenge. And so we're starting off with actually targeting uh, an area of relationship or one aspect uh, of relationships that people have a tendency to be drawn to and those are unsafe people. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that on tonight because uh, the wounds of an in, the wounds inflicted by an unsafe person can go deep, you know, and, and uh, if you have intimacy, and I'm not talking sexually, I'm just talking if you get into an involved and committed relationship with one wrong person, it can destroy you forever. It can even have an emotional impact upon you for a very long period of time. And, you know, when um, one uh, evangelist Mike Murdoch says it like this, he says, when God wants to bless you, he puts a person in your life. When Satan wants to destroy you, he puts a person in your life. And so on uh, during the show tonight, we're going to talk about um, unsafe people, how to recognize them. I'm going to give you three categories of unsafe people, and then I'm going to talk to you about some of their personality traits and, you know, how they see themselves and how they engage in relationships. And because of their type of engagement in a relationship, if you're not careful when you become entangled with an unsafe person, when they leave the relationship, they leave you wounded. And again, those wounds that are inflicted by unsafe people can uh, can go very deep uh, uh, in your life. And so we're going to start off with prayer. Uh, also during this show, I'm going to share with you um, uh, some ways to uh, uh, actually protect and guard um, yourself as well as healthy relationships and, um, and how to identify also the uh, four kinds of people who should not be in your life, period. And uh, and we'll give you some strategies on how to maintain healthy and wholesome relationships. And so let's um, go to God in prayer. And then we're going to actually get right into um, tonight's uh, show, Unsafe People for Relationships. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you on this evening. We bless your name, O God. We honor you. Father, we know that you are a God that created us for relationships, first a relationship with you and then a relationship with one another. We thank you that you love us so much that you'll watch over and, uh, and protect us and that you, was, that you sent your word to heal us of all of our destruction, Lord God, even in the areas of relationships. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, for being the great teacher on tonight. I decrease as you increase. Let every word that I speak on tonight be words that are on assignment. Let every hear that uh, every ear that hears, Lord God, whether live on the air tonight or during a replay, Father, I pray that every ear would be on assignment and that your words will not fall on deaf hearing. Father, that they will fall, the seed will fall on good soil and that it will return a hundredfold. Thank you that you love us enough to even know the numbers of hairs on our head. We thank you that you give us in your, a word in your scripture that says for us to guard our heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. And we set our faith in agreement with your word. Now help us to hear tonight and to be transformed, Father God, by renewed minds as we learn about uh, unsafe people and how to keep ourselves safe from those who have been sent to destroy us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So once again, thank you so much, our Minister Ginger London, for joining me on tonight. If I encourage you, if you have paper and pen, please uh, take some notes. Uh, again, you'll be able to hear the replay 
uh, of this uh, radio show. But if you're taking note, uh, if you're listening tonight and you can take notes, if not, listen to the replay because uh, I'm going to give you a lot of media information. I'm going to try not to talk fast, but to talk uh, in a tone and moderate enough so that you can hear me and understand what I'm saying because I want you to hear it and internalize it and grasp the understanding. The word says with all of our getting, get an understanding. So I'm not just going to give you principles. I want to be able to speak to you again, as I said in my prayer. I want my words to be on assignment. And so I want to start out by asking you a series of questions that I want you to see if you find yourself um, uh, having uh, having ever said some of these uh things to yourself, you know, um, how can I learn to pick better friends? You know, why do I choose people who let me down? How do I end up with these critical, with, with this critical boss? How do I attract, attract irresponsible people? Why do I invest money with, uh, unscrupulous, uh, with that unscrupulous person? Why am I drawn to the wrong types of people? What is it about me that draws the wrong types of people. So if you if you have done any of this, it, you know, uh, ask yourself any questions similar to these. It all comes down to one simple thing, and that's character discernment. And that's something that has to be learned. We don't just know it, but it comes down to character discernment, and it's a skill that many people lack. And yet, you know, um, uh, it is the ability to determine good character you know, in people. And that's what character uh, character discernment is. And we need to pray for that. God, give me a spirit of discernment. You know, sometimes we are, we, we meet people and they're such smooth talkers and uh, they know how to charm uh, the crowd and, and, and the person that they're speaking with that sometimes we overlook uh, certain things that are going on right in that conversation um, where we are not identifying that that person is unsafe. Because usually unsafe people will give you a hint that they're unsafe, you know, even though they have a facade, they're putting on an act, you know, and some of them are just blatant with their, um, with their behavior, but most of them are hiding behind masks. But even with all of that masking and covering up, there is something that slips between the cracks that lets you know that they are unsafe. It's something they say, something they do, some of their mannerism, and sometimes we just don't pay attention to it or we let it, we let it slide by. And we try to justify it by making an excuse for it, you know. So let's talk about character discernment before we get into uh, unsafe people. And, you know, let's get a little bit more into character discernment. And simply said, it is being able to tell the sheep from the goats in your life. You know, it's evaluating who is good for your life and who isn't. You know, it's looking at those who are good. Uh, for you are called safe people, and those individuals are, are those people who truly um, are better. Your life becomes better because of their presence in your life. That's what a safe person is. So when you're dealing with an unsafe person, you know if you've had that experience that that person being around you in any form or fashion, whether you're talking to them by phone, whether you are texting and text messages back and forth, whether it's e- email communication or if they're actually in person. When you're dealing with an unsafe person, it's never for the betterment of your life. It comes out through their text messages. It comes through their emails. It comes through their telephone conversations. It, they are unsafe. It doesn't matter what capacity or what medium uh, of exchange that you're engaging with them in. It comes through all of that. And it's never for the betterment of your life. It's always for them trying to get something for their lives in the process, or in the meantime, they're tearing down yours, or they're hindering uh, a certain area uh, in your life. You know, uh, some people are are are, are uh, people who um, they target other people. The unsafe people have a tendency to target certain types of people to get involved with because they know they can be in control. They know that they can get their way. They know that they can have their way. And so they have a tendency to target certain people. If, they, if they're talking to you and they're engaging in a conversation and you appear or through that conversation to be too strong, they will not pursue a relationship with you. They're looking for someone that they can control and um, actually get over on, if you will, for lack of a better term. And so uh, the problem most of the time in relationship, people pick the wrong person, you know, they pick the wrong people to trust, and we all have 
that desire to be connected to another human being because that's the way God created us. He created us to be in a relationship with him and a relationship with one another. Um, the scripture tells us in Genesis that it's not good for man uh, to be alone. And when you read that scripture, God is not talking about marriage. We we uh, use that um, for marriage in some cases, but basically God is was talking about it is not good for Adam, a human being, to be without other human beings. So it is not good for us to not have fellowship or relationship with other human beings. And sometimes people who have been wounded and hurt by unsafe people will find themselves withdrawing and hiding in caves and hiding behind um, all sorts of things. They get, you know, um, they start talking about their dog as their best friend. And, you know, they get involved with animals. And and I'm talking about just uh, caught up with um, just liking animals, you know, to the point where, oh, I like animals better than I like people. That's not that's not sensible, okay? So, but you, God created you to be in a relationship with others, and so the most important thing is that we know that. And then the next and most important thing is making sure that we're connected to the right people. The Word of God says that darkness and light have nothing in common. You know, it tells us not to walk with fools, not to talk with fools, you know, not to be engaging in relationships, uh, 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 whether it's friendship or romantic, with people who are, uh, don't have integrity, people who have unbalanced scales, people who are crooked, who are wicked, you know, that we're not to engage with wicked people because they serve a different God, they have different moral values and more spiritual values than you do, and they're never going to agree. And it tells us in Amos, how can two walk together except they agree? And there's one translation that says, how can two go in the same direction except they agree to walk in the same direction? And when you're dealing with somebody who is unsafe for your life, that's two different directions. And you're going to get pulled one way or the other. You're either going to be strong enough spiritually to walk away from the unsafe person, or you're going to be pulled and drawn to engaging in whatever it is, the type of relationship they want to have. And so when you talk about an unsafe person, so what is an unsafe person? And an unsafe person is someone who comes into your life and their purpose is not to better your life. Their purpose is to to gain something for themselves, you know, whether it's material or whether it's um Psychological. A lot of people engage in relationships not because they're trying to take your money or trying to take your material things, but they get involved in a relationship with you because psychologically they think they're better. And we'll talk about that in a minute, but they, psychologically, their mind, it's almost like a narcissistic type personality. They think they're smarter, better than uh, the next person. And so in order to feed that spirit, they get involved with people who they actually see themselves as being um as being better than. And so when you let me give you some uh the types of people um or let's talk before I do that, let's talk a little bit more about uh character discernment. I really want to stay on that for just a minute because when you develop that skill, um you will bypass a lot of foolish relationships, whether it's a friendship, whether it's a coworker a relationship, whether it's a relationship with a family uh, a member. I mean, like, you could be brother, sister, could be cousin, distant cousin, could be an uncle, aunt, you know. Uh, it doesn't matter what category they're in. If they're not walking in spiritual truth and if they're not functioning uh, the way that God intended, it, it may be a situation where you literally have to um, – Pull yourself away, you know, from the relationship. So when we talk about character discernment, you know, it's really uh, the best way to put it is like this. You know, a lot of times when you ask a person, uh, when people are asked, you know, what are you looking for in a potential mate or what are you looking for uh, in a relationship? You know, they'll tell you something. They'll give you an answer that is like a spiritual type of answer, you know, it's like uh, they'll say something like, well, I want someone who's spiritual, I want someone who's godly, I want someone who's ambition, uh, ambitious, I want somebody who's fun to be with and on and on and on, you know, that's the kind of answer that you get when you when they're looking for a relationship or have a desire to be in a relationship and you ask them what type of person are you looking for and that's the answer that they give you. So they try to spiritualize it. But now when they get involved in a relationship and the relationship is in trouble, if you will, or if the relationship has a um, uh, runs into a little snag, then when you ask them 
when they're talking to you about what's going on, what's going wrong, they don't give you the same type of spiritual response. No, they give you responses like, you know, he doesn't listen to me. You know, she's uh, she's so perfect that she can't understand my struggles. You know, uh, uh, he seems so distant that I feel alone in the relationship. She's always trying to control me. You know, he makes promises but really doesn't follow through. Uh, he's condemning and judgmental. You know, I cannot trust him. I can't trust her. You know, I tend to be uh, my worst self when I'm with him or when I'm with her. You know, and the list goes on again. They don't give you the same spiritual type responses when they're in the relationship and the relationship is going a while, uh, you know, a, a, a muck or, you know, it has a few snags or problems. Then they get specific in what's going on. Like, what are the reasons why? Uh, they're having this struggle in the relationship. Now they're more specific, but they weren't as specific when you asked them, what are you looking for? And that's what character discernment is. It gives you, it gives you that foundation for what to look for. You know, sometimes we can over-spiritualize things and we miss it. You know, I'm looking for someone who loves God. It's a lot of people that love God, you know, but they're not walking in holiness. They're not living righteously. They're not living victorious lives for whatever reason. Some are because they're outright disobeying others because they have a lack of knowledge, but they're not doing it. So you, when you when you are specifically when you're looking for a relationship of any kind, you have to be specific about what type of relationship uh, or what the characteristics are or what are you're looking for in a relationship. Let's stop saying I'm looking for someone who's spiritual or I'm looking for someone who loves God. Let's specifically say what you're looking for. I'm looking for someone who I can trust, someone who's honest, someone who's reliable, someone who's loyal and faithful, someone who's trustworthy, someone who is uh, dependable, who's responsible, uh, not just for his life but or her life, but can be responsible for engaging in a relationship with someone else's life. You want somebody who is uh, responsible. And so let's take a look at some characteristics of uh, unsafe people. And there, it's a lot of different uh, characteristics or categories, I should say, that they fall up under. But I want to talk specifically tonight about three of them. And uh, we can all probably identify with uh, these three uh, categories. And um, so let's take a look at them. The first one is an ab- uh, abandoned. Those are people who abandon relationships. They don't stay. You know, it looks like they're going to be good when they uh, come in, but the the one who abandons the relationship, someone who's an abandoner, does not stay in a relationship. There are people who they can start a relationship, but they can't finish it. And they have all kind of excuses why they can't finish. They can start the relationship, and it looks like everything is going great. But at some point, they're going to show up missing. And you're going to be trying to figure out where they went, why they why they left, all those sorts of things, they can start it, but they actually cannot finish. They begin with statements about companionship and commitment, uh, but they leave you when they need, uh, uh, when you need them the most. When you first start the relationship with somebody who's an abandoner, they will talk about commitment, how companionship, how you know what they're looking for, or you just you know tell you how great you are. But when you really need that person, when something happens in your life, or you need, again, somebody who's reliable, who's dependable, they are gone. They will leave the relationship because that is not what they do. They start, but they do not finish relationships. You know, they um, usually have been abandoned themselves. They've had relationships where people had left them hanging or left a relationship or, or some other areas of their lives. Uh, they may have been in band, a band. It could be a mother-father relationship, could be a sibling relationship, you know, family-type issues uh, that are going on. And they usually are afraid of closeness. And so when that relationship be- starts getting a little too close and you're relying on them a little too much and depending on them, they're going to leave the relationship. They prefer just a shallow acquaintance. You know, they're not um, uh, necessarily looking for um uh, a perfect type relationship with you. They just want something real shallow because they don't, they don't have the strength to commit to a relationship. They can start one, and that's the excitement for them. But when things start getting a little too close for them, um, they actually leave the relationship. And sometimes they leave the relationship, and the other person doesn't even know they're gone <laughs> until they start calling and calling and 
texting and emailing and all those kinds of things, and they never, ever hear back from that person. I've known situations where people have never heard back and bumped into the person in a mall or in a store or something months or even a year or so later. They left the relationship and never said a word. And sometimes they do leave the relationship, and they actually do say that they'll leave um, uh, the relationship and when they do that, what happens is the person who is left in the relationship usually starts losing trust in other people. And that's what abandoners do. They cause a distrust. You know, they destroy trust in relationship. They get what they want, even for a second. And But the person that they leave, who they left in the relationship, who they abandoned in the relationship, is the one that usually is the person who loses trust in the relationship, in, in relationships, period, you know, um, and they'll say something like, I'll never find anybody who, you know, who I can trust or who will be there for me. You know, I'll never find somebody who will just stay for the duration. Everybody, you know, every time I get involved with somebody, they always leave the relationship. Whenever I need them the most, they're never around. And so a, a, a person who is an abandoner can cause um, distrust, and they leave that other person wondering about a lot of things all the way down to what is it that I did. And the reality is it's nothing that you did. It's all about the abandoned, the person who's the abandoner. And then the second category is critics. Now, these critics are really, um, they can be really destructive because they're very verbal, you know. But critics are those people who take like a parental role in the relationship with, uh, and not just a personal relationship, really with everybody uh, that they know. And they are very judgmental. Uh, they speak the truth. But they speak it without love. They speak it without compassion, and they speak it without grace, and they speak it without forgiveness. Uh, when you get involved in a relationship with a critic, it's unsafe because nobody is perfect. None of us are perfect. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to make bad decisions. We're going to make bad choices. But, and when you do those things and you're involved with a critic, what they say may be true. Maybe you made a bad decision. Maybe you made a bad choice. That may be true. But the tone and what they say in addition to the truth, is what hurts you more than anything. It's the judgmental spirit. It's the, uh, it's the, the lack of compassion uh, when they talk to you. It's the, they have no room for grace. It's like they, they, want, you know, they beat you over the head with it. You know, and it's ne- you can you know, never satisfy the critic. Apologies don't satisfy critics because critics have a, way of, have a tendency to bring back up something that you did from a long time ago. You know, you could, this could be a, a new bad idea or a new bad choice. And the critic will deal with that, but they will also go all the way back and remind you, do you remember when you made another bad choice? You keep doing this. Why you keep repeating the same cycle? You know, that's the critic, the voice of a critic. They are more concerned about confronting your errors than they are with making uh, the connection with you. See, again, none of us are perfect. And when we make a connection with, with someone else, even though that person wrong has done may do wrong things or have, may wrong us even, when you're full of God's compassion and his love, you will know how to communicate that to that person without destroying that person. And whenever you have a judgmental spirit, it it, it really does hinder and destroy the, the emotion and the uh uh psychological uh mindset of some people it has a tendency to really weigh on them you know uh, uh, critical people will do uh, something like this they'll know they'll know um, the truth they'll know um, uh, the ethical part of things they'll know scripture they'll know the moral uh, 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 principle or belief they'll know all of that you know but when they pre- when they present it to you and when they talk to you about certain things, they, what they do is they neglect uh, the issues of love, compassion, and forgiveness. They they neglect all of that. And you could even apologize, and they're gonna keep talking until they will say what they want to say until they get it all out. And you could apologize a hundred times to a critic. The critic will not hear you. They will only hear what they want to say in their minds to you, and they will not stop talking until they have said everything that they want to say with you. They have a tendency to point um, the finger from the outside to the outside and never inwardly. 
they're never wrong. They're never, you know, they never make a mistake. And when they do, they look for all, they want you to shower them with all kind of love, all kind of compassion, all kind of forgiveness. But the interesting thing about a critic is this. Even though that they want you to shower them with love and forgiveness and um, compassion, what they do not want you to do in a relationship is to talk to them about what they did. The same way that they talk to you about the mistake you made, the bad decision you made, the bad choices that you made, the same thing, that the, uh, the way that they talk to you, they do not want you to talk to them like that. They simply want you to forgive them, show them a whole lot of love, but don't ever question them. They do not want to be questioned about what they did. They don't want you to ask. They don't want to ask why they did it, how could you have done it, uh, you know, you shouldn't have done that. They do not want you to do that. And when you do that with a critic, what critics will do is they will become very explosive. You know, if when you do that, they, they will become confrontational almost uh, when you start confronting them or um, uh, dissecting what they did, you know, especially if you do it the same way. They become very indignant when you start questioning them about their bad choices and their bad decisions or the wrong that they've done uh, to someone, you know. They don't like that. They they absolutely don't like it. One of the interesting things about a credit critic critics are they're clear thinkers. They really are clear thinkers. They just don't have any compassion and any forgiveness within them. They are very good thinkers. So they are good for information, but they are not good for relationships. So if you need if you know critics, don't get involved in a relationship with them. Seek them out for information because they are clear thinkers, but they are not good for relationships at all. They their truth it's often poisoned by judgmentalism. You know, they know the truth, but there's some judgment that's going to come with that truth. And if you want to hear it, be prepared. They're going to give it to you, but then they're going to turn around and they're going to sting you with that judgmental comment that's going to come along with it, you know. So if you are uh, attracted to critical people, you may find um, relief in their clarity of thought, you know, but you're not going to have a good relationship with one. It's just not going to be a good relationship. You know, it's going to, uh, you'll never be able to have a relationship with a critic, make a mistake, and then not be full of anxiety about how they're going to respond to the mistake that you make in the relationship. You will always be on pins and needles when you slip up and do something that you shouldn't have done, say something you shouldn't have said. You're always going to be full of anxiety when it comes to a mistake that you made or if you didn't do it the way they wanted you to do it or the way they think or thought that you should do it, you're always going to be full of anxiety when you're dealing with a critic. Then the third one is irresponsible. These are the people that you, you honestly cannot trust these people. Um, the irresponsible or the people who don't take care of themselves or others. They just don't. You know, they, uh, they have uh, – Delayed gratification going on. They don't consider the consequences of their actions, and they don't follow through on their commitments. They're like grown-up children. They're always doing something that they shouldn't do, always find themselves engaging in um, uh, uh, lifestyle practices uh, that, that they should not be engaged in. Like, for example, they always may be in a money crisis situation. They may always be broke at times, you know, um, they may always uh, come to you asking for loans and tell me I'll pay you back when they already know that they're not going to pay you back. You know, irresponsible. the irresponsibles are not people that you can trust. And they're not people that you want to get into a serious relationship, you know, because if you do get involved in a serious relationship, friendship, or, or romantic, uh, just a relationship of any kind with somebody who is irresponsible, you will find yourself doing some of these things, you'll pick up after them. You'll make excuses about why they didn't, you know, you'll pick up after them because they're irresponsible and you know they're irresponsible. You will apologize to others for them and you will make excuses about why they didn't apologize. Well, he's going through something right now. Well, she's just going through something right now. You know, pray for, uh, you know, pray her strength in the Lord. You know, you'll make uh, excuses for them. You'll give them chance after chance after chance and nothing will ever change with the irresponsible person. 
You will pay for their sins and forgetfulness. You will nag them to change, and they'll never change. You'll nag them to straighten up. They'll never straighten up. You know, you'll just keep on them and keep on them and keep on them, and nothing will change with the irresponsible person until they make a decision to change. And then at some point, when you continue in that cycle with the irresponsible person, you will begin to resent them. You will begin to become very angry at them. Because then what will happen is you will start looking at how old he is, how old she is. You know, uh, at this point in your life, you should be doing this. You should not constantly be constantly getting in trouble, not having money, always finding yourself in, uh, needing somebody to bail you out. If you continue in a relationship with someone who is irresponsible, you will find yourself resenting them at some point because it's, it's, it will wear you out. It is very exhausting. You know, they can be very loving people and very caring and warm, and, you know, fun-loving type people, you know, but you can't trust them. They lack dependability, and they will cause you many problems. You cannot trust them. You can't depend on them. They are not going to um, they're not going to respond uh, the right way until they make a decision to change. So you have three categories of unsafe people that you know that I want to stick with you. Uh, you have the uh, abandoner, the person who starts a relationship but can't finish one. You have the critic, the one who will speak the truth but is not uh, is not uh, covered in love, grace, or forgiveness. It's it's just Exceeding, uh, exceedingly judgmental, and then you have the irresponsibles. Those are the people who don't take care of themselves, and they will not take care of you. They are not dependable, and you cannot trust them. They can be very loving; they'll hug you, they'll hug and kiss you, you know, but they are not responsible. You cannot trust them. So, there are some personal traits about unsafe people that I want to share with you. And say, unpeople, you know, they. they are extremely dangerous to other people, unsafe people in any category. And there's so many different categories of unsafe people. But just in, in general, um, unsafe people have some personal traits. And they, one of the traits they have is they, they want you to think they have it all together. You know, uh, they can be self-righteous. They, de- they demand uh, trust. And, they, and, when, and when the facade of perfection is stripped away, uh, they blow up. They get extremely angry. So I'm going to give you a, um, some of their personality traits that I want you to um, uh, pay attention to. The first one is unsafe people think they have it all together instead of admitting their weaknesses. They'll never let, they'll never let you think they're weak, never. When you meet an unsafe person, when you find somebody who is constantly telling you, uh, I'm a strong man, I'm a strong woman, I'm independent, you know, I'm smart, you know, I don't need you. I don't need anything. There's nothing wrong with me. No, you're the one with the problem. You know, when you find somebody who has that mindset and they think they they have it all together and they never, ever will uh, acknowledge or acknowledge a weakness that they have or a shortcoming, it's time to go. You, You have to get out of the relationship. They are unsafe. They think they have it all together. Um, and what happens is when, when you're involved with a person who thinks that he or she has it all together, there are some things that, that result in a relationship like that. And the first one is feeling of disconnected. When you're involved with somebody who thinks that they have it all together, that, you know, they have that superiority complex or mentality, if you will, you know, there's nothing wrong with me, you know, it must be you, you're going to start feeling disconnected. And, and that's a good feeling. In that relationship, because if you recognize that feeling of disconnection, then it's time to go. When you start feeling disconnected, especially in a friendship or in a romantic relationship that you're dating somebody, you know, or, or in a um, a platonic type friendship, no, it's time to it's time to separate. It's time to break those ties at that point because you you're not going to ever feel connected in that relationship because it's. They think that they are above you, and they're never, you're never going to feel connected to them because they think they have it all together, and they're looking at you as someone who doesn't have it all together. Then you have feeling, feeling of uh, one down. 
And that's what I would say. They have that superiority mindset. You know, you're going to start always feeling beneath them because that's how they want you to feel. And they're going to say it in some cases. You know, I'm stronger than you. I'm a better person than you are. You know, they start talking like that in the relationship. And if you're not careful, if your self-esteem is not uh, strong, if your self-worth, if you don't know how valuable you are, that person will start talking to you like in that, in, like in the, like that in the relationship, and you you will begin to believe that person, and you will start second guessing yourself, wondering, well, what maybe so, you know, all because they talk loud, not saying much of anything, but it's the way they say it that makes you feel disconnected. It's the way they treat you in the relationship that makes you feel disconnected from them. It's what they say, how they present themselves in the relationship and what position of the, in the relationship they place themselves in. That's what makes you feel oh, like one down. Uh, it will make you feel weaker than one actually is. They'll, they'll make you feel weaker than you are. And it goes back to what do you believe about yourself? You know, if you get involved with somebody and you're strong, and your spirit man, your, your inner man is strong, and they start treating you like that, then you use the strength from your inner man to disconnect from the relationship. That's how that goes. All right. They uh, have a feeling of uh, you, you'll start feeling dependent or uh, de- have a dependency on what on the strong one, if you will, the one that presents, that says they're stronger than you. If you're not careful, if you stay in that relationship, you're going to become dependent on the strong one, you know, you will, you, you will start believing that you need that person, that you can't survive without that person. And the reality is, yes, you can. And you don't need that person who treats you like that. Um, you'll start feeling angry, and you'll start developing, developing hostility towards that person. You know, uh, the whole purpose of the relationship is to grow together. And when you have somebody in a relationship that has that uh, – one up man mindset or that superiority mindset or the narcissistic type uh, personality. What um, if you stay in that relationship too long, you will start becoming angry towards that person. You start developing a hostility because why? Because that person is leaving you out of the relationship, or they have you in it, but they have you so low in the relationship that you don't feel like you're a part of it, and you definitely don't have any value in the relationship and you have no particular position that gives you any say in the relationship. You're in the relationship so that they can feel better than somebody. And so you start becoming very hostile toward that person. How dare you talk to me like that? How dare you think about, how dare you say I'm that kind of person? How dare you treat me like this? And you'll go from that to becoming extremely angry toward that person. The best thing to do is when you discover that you're in a relationship or you figure it out, the aha moment happens, the light bulb comes on, that you're in a relationship with someone who thinks that they have it all together and that they're better than you, the minute you come into that discovery, it is time to move on. Don't sit around trying to figure out why they think that way. Don't sit around trying to figure out what you can do to uh, improve yourself or what you can do to make them accept you or, or change their mind about how they feel, you know, the way they see you. No. What you need to do is see that as an opportunity to exit out of that relationship and then pray for God to send somebody into your life who is someone who is um, more balanced in life and who has a better perception of themselves than one that is a grandiose type perception or who thinks they're better than everyone else. That's not the person. All right. So you'll feel angry and grow hostile, start feeling hostile towards them. And then um, you'll find yourself feeling uh, the need to compete, to reverse the role. You know, um, uh, you'll, uh, it goes back to what I just said. You'll try to find ways to change yourself. Or then you start competing, trying to prove that you're strong. So whatever they do, you'll find something to do, too, to, you know, to make it look like you're just as strong as that person. You know, if, uh, and that's a waste of time. Don't engage in that. You, know, you can't rationalize foolishness you know, or craziness. All you can do is excuse yourself from it and put yourself back in a safe place. And sometimes a safe place is a relationship fast. You know, take a break sometimes. You know, uh, you have friendships that can wear you out. You have romantic uh, relationships that can wear you out. You have family relationships that can wear you out. You have even working relationships 
that can wear you out. And if you're getting burnt out on relationships, before you find yourself talking about you tired of being around people, take a break. Take a fast. Pull yourself together. Do what you need to do to re-energize, revitalize your life. But pull away from those areas uh, or those people that are causing you to um, feel uh, like you don't, you know, having that sense of not wanting to be around people. Okay, and then uh, the second trait I want to talk to you about is uh, unsafe people are uh, defensive instead of open to feedback. They are usually very defensive. You know, they are, they are um, uh, uncomfortable with being um, of hearing, or rather uncomfortable with hearing feedback. You know, they, they like to give it, but they don't want to hear it. You know, if you, when you're dealing with somebody who's safe, that person is open to um, – and they're comfortable with feedback. But when a person is unsafe, you know, they don't want uh, to hear any feedback. They get extremely defensive, you know. Um, they uh, shy away from They pull away from it. They uh, become angry. They get loud in their voice volume, you know, to kind of drown out what you're trying to tell them. You know, they throw temper tantrums. They uh, go, uh, go into fits of rage. You know, they do all sorts of things to avoid hearing the feedback that you're giving them about who they are and what they're doing. They do not want to do, they do not uh, want to um, hear that. Then number three, unsafe people uh, only apologize, uh, unsafe people only apologize instead of changing their behavior. And they want to apologize and they don't want you to question anything and they don't want to have any, any conversations about it. They just, they just want to say, I'm sorry. And that's that. They, that, they don't want you to ask them anything else. And they don't want to change their behavior. They're only apologizing for the moment, not for growth. They're not repenting and they're not trying to change their ways. They're not trying to turn their lives around. Um, they're only apologizing for the moment. You know, and the scripture talks as the word that is, is used periodically throughout the scriptures for sorry is repent. And repent actually means to change one's mind and to turn around and be transformed. When you're dealing with unsafe people, they do not want to transform. They are apologizing so you will stop, so you not, won't say anything else, stop talking about the issue, and don't question them. They just want to do what they do. And then when you recognize that they've wronged you or done something they shouldn't have, they will apologize, but that's as far as they want it to go. They don't want to explain to you why they did it. They don't want to, they don't want to um, uh, tell you anything and give you any uh uh, conversation about it, any feedback. They don't want to tell you why they did it. They don't want to do any of that. They just want to apologize, and they do not want to change their ways. They just want to apologize. They apologize so you will stop talking about what it is that they did. And so the, an unsafe person is one who is not open to feedback. They, do not, they only say they're sorry for the moment. And then number four, unsafe people avoid working on their problems instead of dealing with them. They won't. They won't work on their problems, you know, um, uh, they will try to sweep it under the rug or they'll try to dismiss it. You know, they'll try to make you think, oh, you know, nobody's perfect. You know, um, uh, they'll come up with reasons why uh, they don't want to work on it right now. I got something else going on. Um, you know, they don't want to submit their lives to God. Uh, they, uh, they do not want to confess when they're wrong someone. They don't want to forgive people who have hurt them. You know, they don't um, hunger and thirst for righteousness. You know, they treat, they treat people with a lack of empathy. You know, no, they, don't, they do not want to change. They do not want to work on their own problems. But they will tell you about yours. And that's what make, that's, those are the two things for sure that makes them unsafe. They refuse to change. They refuse to grow. And then they turn around and try to destroy and hinder your life by constantly trying to point out what it is that you're doing wrong in the relationship. And then number five, unsafe people lie instead of telling the truth. That is a big red flag. They lie instead of telling the truth. If you have a desire to be in a relationship, honesty surely should be the foundation of a safe relationship, honesty, in every type of relationship, honesty. You know, um, when a person deceives you over and over and over again, um, they bring a lot of problems into the relationship. Of, you know, and I'm, again, 
When I say relationships, I'm talking about any kind of relationship. You can have a family member that lies to you consistently over and over again. It's going to be a problem in the family uh, uh, with, with that person because they never tell the truth. You could be in a working with a coworker, friendships with a coworker. If they constantly lie, there are going to be problems on the job. The atmosphere will change on the job. The atmosphere changes in a relationship when you, when you discover that you're dealing with somebody who is a profuse liar or who lies all the time or who has a tendency to lie and they just refuse to stop lying or refuse to um, uh, start walking in truth. And so unsafe people are people who tell lies, and they have, they honestly have no problem with telling the lies. I know people who are in relationships with with um with other people who are profuse liars. They're creative liars. They are um uh cunning liars. I mean, they tell lies that are just, I mean, just, I mean, it's just so um, detailed that it's just when you hear it. When they hear it, the other person in the relationship hears it, they don't see it. But when somebody outside of the relationship hears what they say, that person can go in and dissect and say it and, and actually say to them, you know what, did you hear what this person, you know, read this text again or read this email again or wait a minute, play that voicemail back, you know, that, you know, something's not, that something's not true in there. You know, but when you're involved in a relationship with somebody for a long period of time and that's what they do, you, accom- you become accustomed to their lives, and you want so whole, you know, wholeheartedly to believe that at some, if one day they're gonna tell me the truth, one day they're not gonna lie, one day they're gonna, you know, the truth that you, you neg, you know, you ne- neglect or you negate or you're in denial about the fact that every time they talk to you, it's always a lie in there somewhere. Even if part of that conversation is truthful, before they get off the phone, before they, you know, leave your presence, before. Um, uh, the last text, or something is going to happen that's going to be a lie. And so when we're talking about relationships and we're talking about unsafe people, uh, one thing I want to say that I want you to remember is unintimacy with one wrong person can destroy you forever. You know, they can des- destroy you forever. And I said this earlier, and I believe it when I first heard um, evangelist Mike Murdoch say this. He said, you know, it only takes one person to bless you, and it only takes one person to mess you up. Most times when people are engaging in unsafe relationships, if you talk to them, if they'll be honest, and if they can remember and go all the way back to when they got into the practice of picking the wrong people to be involved with, it usually goes all the way back to one specific specific person that they maybe were involved with for a long period of time and the relationship was unhealthy. And as a result, they developed a cycle within themselves and in their practice in relationships from that one situation to when they went to the next one, they took it over, with, over into that relationship with them. And so they began to practice that cycle again until at some point, four, five, six, seven relationships down the road, they're still in that vicious cycle of bad relationships, and it all stems back to the one bad relationship that they didn't get healed from. So most of the time, people go from get out of one relationship and they jump into another one, and they're unhealed and they're not um, uh, have not resolved some un uh, they have have haven't resolved all the issues from that particular relationship, the previous relationship, and immediately they want to jump into a relationship with someone else, but they have unresolved issues from the previous relationship. And then they're wondering why this relationship they're in right now is not working, uh, is not healthy, or it's not uh, flowing like they would like to see it flow. It's because you got some stuff that you brought with you that's hindering the smooth flow of that relationship. So I'm going to tell you, uh, give you uh, four kinds of um, uh, people that um, Satan you will use to distract you and to discourage you uh, in your life. And I'm going to just briefly talk about each one, but I want you to remember this, and it comes in every type of relationship. When the enemy wants to send somebody in to destroy your life, to distract you from your purpose, uh, to get you off, uh, off track, uh, uh, and to get you uh, sidetracked with being involved in the wrong uh, relationship instead of the one God intended for you or the ones that God intends 
for you to be involved with, Satan will send these types of people. Number one, he will send those who do not really accept your assignment. In other words, your life. You know, the people who really don't, you know, you, you are a certain kind of person. You have certain moral uh, beliefs, spiritual beliefs, uh, you know, uh, righteousness. You, he'll send people in who actually do not really accept your assignment. Whatever it is that God has said about your life, Satan will send somebody in that really won't know you, don't want to know you. They'll just um, uh, pretend they are, they're, not, they're not praying for you. They're not uh, going to God to find out who you are and, and, you know, and what makes you so um, uh, special. Uh, it's, they won't do those things. What they'll do is they'll come in and they'll distract you from who you really are and get you engaged in the wrong type of relationship. All right? And then number two, those who do not truly respect um, your assignment or your life. Okay? Those are the ones, like I said, those are unsafe people. Those are the people that come in and they do all sorts of things in a relationship and there's no respect for you because they never intended that. What they intended is whatever it is that they're trying to get out that relationship, whether it's material or whether it's some type of psychological appeasement, they come into that relationship and they will not respect who you are. They come in there to do what they want to do, and that's that. Then number three, those who will not protect your assignment or who will not uh, uh, protect your life, if you will. Um, in other words, uh, uh, they won't pray for you. Uh, they won't um, hold you with high regards. You know, uh, they won't guard your name. You know, they won't... Um, they won't respect your name, and they won't respect who you are. They'll be, they'll, these are the people who come into the relationship and say anything to you. These are the people that come into the relationship and hurl insults at you, you know, when they get angry, when they get mad. They'll never esteem you, you know. They'll never celebrate you, you know. They will only tolerate you to the point that they want to be in the relationship. And while they're in the relationship, they will, they will try to um, tear your self-esteem down and uh, and just have a blatant disregard for you, you know. And then the fourth one, those who do not uh, expect you really to achieve anything with your life. And, again, those are the unsafe people. Those are the ones that, again, have that superiority complex or mindset that they're better than you are, you know, uh, uh, those types of uh, uh, people. Those are the people that you have to really stay away from. There are people... Uh, in our world, in our society today, they're so angry and they're so vindictive and they're so mean-spirited because of things that have gone on in their lives that they refuse to get healed from. They won't go get help uh, for uh, for it. Uh, it usually all comes back down to some type of relationship that they were involved with. And they're so angry and so mean-spirited that they literally sit down and map out or target the type of people that, you know, the next relationship, this is what I'm going to do. And they find the people who they can do uh, those things with. You know, uh-uh, I got some, you know, I got ripped off. The next relationship, I'll make sure I don't get ripped off. I'm going to do such and such. And they're so full of anger. And they go through that for years and years. By the time you meet that person, that person, that stuff is so ingrained in them that it's almost like second nature, you know. They're, they're, they have a good facade on when you initially meet them, but when you get into the relationship, the real person begins to surface. And usually that's when it's harder to break away, especially if you're dealing with um, a mean-spirited um, type person who throws fits of rage, who get into a volatile or violent uh, type of mood or um, personality. It's real hard to break um those types of relationships, get away from those types of relationships. So you may need a little help in getting away from uh, those types of people, but you will, the most important thing is that you do get away from those types of people. So as I prepare to close, uh, I want to give you three reasons why you need the Holy Spirit in choosing your relationship and, uh, and to Three reasons why you need the Holy Spirit to help you stay away from unsafe people. Number one, the Holy Spirit will give you discernment regarding your your relationship. That's number one. You know, the Bible says that, that there's a the gift of discernment, and that is to know when a person is speaking of God and when that person is not. You need the char- You need God to bless you with character discernment. You need God to help you 
know when the person is right for your life. Because if you don't, you're going to find yourself in a relationship with someone who can bring a lot of harm to your life, not just emotionally, but a lot of times physically and psychologically as, um, as well. And then number two, the Holy Spirit increases your patience with others. All right. You want to make sure that, when you are, that you are a safe person when you get involved, into, involved with relationships. Make sure you're safe. So the Holy Spirit can empower you. To have patience with others. And I'm not talking about patience to deal with abandoners, critics, and um, irresponsible people. I'm talking about folks who are good for you, safe people. We're not perfect. Remember I said we make mistakes. And if you're not careful, you'll find yourself becoming judgmental, and you don't want to do that. You want to be able to show compassion, forgiveness, and love towards other people. That doesn't excuse their behavior. You're not condoning their behavior. You're finding a way to bring them back into righteousness and, and back into a healthy stance, a uh, place, a position in your life. If they refuse to change, then you have to, you know, let them go on. But if they made a mistake and they're genuinely repentant uh, and, and genuinely sorry for what um, he or she did, you have to have some passion, compassion and patience with people. As long as we're on this earth, we're going to make mistakes, we're going to make bad decisions and bad choices. And we need people in our lives who can understand that, not excuse it, but help you to grow in those, in, the, in those areas. And then number three, the Holy Spirit will give you the courage and strength to withdraw from the company of foolish people. And that's the important thing. You have to stay away from foolish people. The scripture tells us in Proverbs chapter 14, verse 7, go from the presence of a foolish man when thou perceiveth him. Perceive is not in him the lips of knowledge. We're not supposed to be around foolish people or foolish acting people. We must break away uh, from them, and we must allow the Holy Spirit to help us break away from those people who are unsafe and who are not good for us. So I want to encourage you to please remember, if you recognize any of these traits and people that you have a relationship with, I always say this. Before you, unless it's a dangerous situation, before you write people off completely, give them a chance to change. So you can tell them what type of relationship you would like to have with with them and what you would like to see change. Give them two to three months to change. If they refuse to do that, then you're going to have to make a decision. You have to redefine the relationship because when they refuse to change, you have to position yourself into a place of safety, a place of where you are safe, let them go ahead and do what they want to do. But if they don't want to change it, if they don't want to um, uh, agree to your terms for being in a relationship with you, then it's time to part ways. You redefine that relationship. It might be somebody you talk to from a distance, but it's not somebody you need to be in a covenant agreement with. So remember that. Remember you have the power of choice. You uh, can ask God to teach you how to recognize unsafe people, and then he has placed within you the ability to, to choose whether or not you should be in that uh, relationship. I want to encourage you to uh, remember to ask God to give you a, the spirit of discernment so as we close on tonight, we're going to close with prayer and remember um, to pray for uh, a spirit of discernment. Thank you so much for joining me on tonight. I appreciate you being here. Uh, God bless you. Just in case you did not uh, join us uh, for the entirety, remember there's always the replay will be out um, on, the, uh, on the, you can use the same link uh, if you um, uh, I will send if you're on my email list, you'll get the link uh, where you can hear the replay. If not, you go to Blog Talk Radio and you look up Ginger London, and you and you can listen to it on demand. You can listen to it in its entirety on demand. So let's close out in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We bless your name, O oh God. We honor you on tonight. And Father, we ask right now that you give us a spirit of discernment, for character discernment, Lord God. Help us to choose safe people. People who are whole and healthy, Lord God, who are godly, who are the right connections uh, for our lives. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are that you will guide and lead us into all truth, and that you will protect us uh, from any the snares of the foul, 
the follower, Lord God. We just thank you for that right now. We bless your name, O oh God. We honor you, and we, we set our faith in agreement with your word, Lord God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Good evening, everybody. Thank you so much. I'm Ginger London. I'm your host for tonight. Uh, be sure to stay connected uh, for the next radio show. Check us out on Facebook. And if you're not on the email list, please go to gingerlondon.com. Join the email list so that you'll know when the next show is. God bless you, and have a wonderful evening. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.